coming up on Lockdown Brewers Mailbag Monday. Love the interaction. Some great questions we're going to cover. Who's making the moves for the crew? Who's the 2022 opening day starter at this point? We even had a question from Brian Anderson, BA himself. And also we're going to cover what's the best Kringle in Racine. Okay, let's do it. From the state-of-the-art global podcasting center known as Maggie's Basement, welcome to Vinny's World. This is Lockdown Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back, all you cheesers, to the Lockdown Brewers podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're talking about your favorite teams every day. I am Vinny Rotino. You can follow me on Twitter at Vinny Rotino, and also check me out on the pre- and post-game show during the season for Bally Sports Wisconsin. Also, make sure you follow at Lockdown Brewers on Twitter and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for making Lockdown Brewers your first listen every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we are free and available on all platforms. We're coming to you plausibly live from Realtor Maggie's basement. Make sure you hit her up, Maggie Rotino, on Instagram, or she will shut this whole operation down. Maggie, my wife, will most definitely shut this down. She's allowing the takeover of this little corner in our basement for the podcast studio. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I was broadcasting on the little AirPods that you could barely hear. It was a debacle. The sound was awful. I was churning some pretty bad sound out. And, um, you know, how about Brian Anderson? Brian Anderson, the voice of the Brewers, and Dom Catronio, his stat guy, also a rising star in the industry, come over to the house. They're on their hands and knees in the corner of our basement, practically in the crawl space of our basement, and setting up this state-of-the-art sound studio with state-of-the-art equipment. It's not a state-of-the-art studio, but it's it's literally state-of-the-art equipment. They spent hours helping me out literally hours helping me out trying to figure this out and get a get a little backdrop going once I get going on YouTube you'll see the the backdrop with the jerseys and, and it's in in the Miller light sign here and it, it's absolutely phenomenal I can't believe they did that um, but Brian Anderson's been absolutely phenomenal and just his mentorship of me all the way you know trying to get get going on this broadcast career and you know obviously helping me out with this daily podcast as well. You do not want to miss tomorrow's episode as he will be interviewed and he and I just talk about kind of his story and it's such a cool story. It's so inspiring. So definitely want to make sure you check that out. But, uh, you know, look, jumping right into it, I do want to just touch on the jerseys for Jackson thing that was going on on Friday. What a terrible tragedy that was for um, that that little boy who was tragically killed in that rampage uh, for the in Waukesha during that Christmas parade is just absolutely awful. Um, but it's kind of a, a cool story to come out of that awful situation with everyone kind of rallying around on Friday wearing jerseys. We saw multiple major leaguers wear jerseys with the hashtag jersey for jerseys for Jackson. Really, really cool stuff. Just thought I'd quickly mention it just because it is, like I said, the, the feel good story that did come out of that situation. Um, the fact that everyone was rallying around, I, I know we saw a bunch of players, a bunch of Milwaukee Brewers, 
you know, Brent Suter with the Jersey Post and then Adrian Hauser with the Jersey Post with the hashtag Jerseys for Jackson. Christian Yelich with the same thing with a really nice post. Um, so I did want to point that out that uh, everyone did kind of rally around. Um, so we have a mailbag episode, mail mailbag Monday, and I did want to mention that we have some really good questions, uh, and we will get into those as the episode continues. Uh, but first, let's talk about DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And that's and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So we got Mailbag Monday. Some really good mailbag questions here. Thought-provoking questions. Uh, first, there was one minor league free agent signing by the Brewers, Abraham Almontes, a 32-year-old right-handed hitter, right-handed thrower, corner outfielder. He has played some center field. He played in 64 games this last year with the Braves. He had a pretty decent season, a 730 OPS last year, five home runs, 830 OPS first left-handed pitching last year. You know, this is a guy that has the, the, the numbers that the Brewers are looking for in their hitters with the 15% walk rate, 22% K rate. He is a depth option for the Brewers at this point. So it's a minor league sign, invited to camp. Um, I do like this signing just for in terms of depth. Um, and and he does he does fall into that sweet spot with the strikeout and walk ratios right now. Maybe the Brewers can tap into something here. Um, just like they have done last year with Jace Peterson, just like they did really with a guy, you know, a young prospect, Luis Arias, whose career was kind of stumbling, so to speak. I mean, it really was age, you know, at that young age still, but he still needed to make some adjustments. Perhaps this guy, Abraham Omonte, is a late bloomer um, that can help him out. He does. He has the ability to play center field. Doesn't play it a whole lot, but he can play out there in center field. And so that does give the Brewers a nice depth option at AAA. We'll see what we get with Abraham Almonte. It's a it's a decent signing right here. Again, the Brewers continue just to make really good bets. That's their mo. They make good bets. This is a good bet that they may be able to tap into something here in Abraham Almonte. But getting into some of the questions, questions. The first one here from Freeman Flash: How much of these off-season moves are Stearns? And how uh, and should Matt Arnold be getting more of the credit? Okay, so good question. Um, you know, David Stearns and Matt Arnold and the whole group. How it works in a front office is this, right? So all the scouts, all the front office personnel, all the analytics people—they all give their opinions on things, on players. There's 
tons of information, tons of reports in on each player. And it all comes in, and they have a way to kind of sift through all the information, and they all kind of you know, talk about ideas, and it's, and it's a lot of back and forth with – with gathering information and um, you know ma- making good bets, and that's exactly what we talked about in that little minor league free agent signing of Abraham Almonte. These are good bets, just like they made last year with Brad Boxberger. It was a good bet to sign him to find little things, and there's things that they are looking for as a group to see if there's if there's a, a tweak. If, is this guy one tweak away from kind of figuring it out? Again, we did see that with a number of players last year. And so the Brewers continue to make those good bets and try to acquire these guys. Now, how much of that is Matt Arnold? How much of that is David Stearns in terms of actually pulling the trigger? I'll say this. The trigger is probably being pulled by David Stearns, right? Um, the, the final say, I mean, he's got to put his name on all these decisions, right? All the good ones and all the bad ones, right? I mean, the the GM is the guy that does have to give the final okay. Now, with that said, there's more influential people within front offices, within organizations. And I would say that um, Matt Arnold, knowing that Brewers pretty much acquire Tampa Bay Rays and Matt Arnold coming over from the Tampa Bay Rays, there's probably he's probably got a very loud voice in that room. Um, and obviously he does, right? He is the general manager, so probably uh, he does have a loud voice. However, some GMs kind of just are information gatherers, and some are decision makers and influential decision makers. And, you know, I just get the feel that Matt Arnold is that influential decision maker, that he's the guy that really does have one of the loudest voices in the room in terms of catching David Stern's ear. Um he just seems that he, he does have uh, some really good feel for players. I mean, again, I'm speculating that he was the reason why the Brewers did acquire Willie Adamas. However, it sounded like when they did make that deal that a lot of different people really were in the camp of wanting Willie Adamas. So, uh, you know, everyone from Craig Council down to, you know, the hitting coaches and some of the, a lot of the scouts, obviously. So, um, with that said, Matt Arnold does sound like a very loud or seem like a very loud voice in the room in terms of his opinions matter. Um, clearly, that is probably one of the reasons why he's risen to such great heights within the Brewers organization. I mean, he's the general manager. So I would say um, it's a combination of things. I would say that Matt, Ar- Matt Arnold does probably deserve a lot of the credit just in terms of his um, his ability to, to, to make good you know, good calls or at least have very loud and, and strong opinions on things. But again, that is all speculation. Next question um, coming from Kevin Cushing. Is Brandon Woodruff the presumed opening day starter or has Burns surpassed him? Um, he also wanted to know what the best Kringle was in Racine, which is also an excellent, excellent question. Uh, I would just want to touch on that question right away off the bat. I would say that it is probably a tie between Benson's and O&H. You can't go wrong with either. They're a, little, they're a little bit different. Both of them are a little bit different. Benson's is a little flakier, a little buttier, butter, buttery, buttery. Is that a word? Buttery-er. <laughs> in, in terms of the crust. 
Uh, but both are absolutely phenomenal. You can't go wrong. I literally could eat, an ent- I, and I have eaten an entire Kringle in one sitting more than on one occasion. So um, can't go wrong with either. Um, but, okay, moving on to the baseball question, is Woodruff the presumed opening day starter, or has Burns surpassed him? I would say Burns has surpassed him, flat out. Burns has surpassed uh, Brandon Woodruff as the opening day starter. Um he won the Cy Young, right? I mean, again, I've talked about this a lot. He has totally, totally uh, dominated opposing hitters for an entire year and a half now, right? I mean, going back to the to the uh, COVID shortened season. So Burns is the ace. He is the ace of the league. He's the class of the league. He is um, the best pitcher in baseball. And the Cy Young Award, he has the Cy Young Award hardware to prove it. So um, I would say Burns is your opening day starter. Good problem to have, right? I mean, because Brandon Woodruff is really, really good as well. I mean, he's better than really, really good. I mean, he was top 10 ER in ERA. He was in top 10 in the league in a lot of different pitching categories. He will continue to be that. He is a horse. He's a workhorse. This guy is got he's got elite velocity, 95 to 99 mile an hour heater. I've talked about this a ton, but he pitches with that big fastball. Doesn't have the wipeout secondary stuff of a Corbin Burns, but he does have that ability to pitch and use his stuff and execute pitches. Um, he would be an ace on 95% of the other teams in the big leagues. He would be their opening day starter, but he just happens to be on the same team as the Cy Young Award winner in Corbin Burns. So, uh, yeah, I do think at this point Burns is the opening day starter. And that's it. And we'll be moving on. Good question, though. Both really good questions. We're going to get to a couple more here. But first, the holiday season. Uh, grab your protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in carbs, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. You will have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you'll need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in an endless shopping line, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Wanted to get to two more questions here. First one actually comes from Brian Anderson himself, believe it or not. He tweeted one out. Obviously, he's a big fan of this show, big supporter of this show. Like I said, you do not want to miss tomorrow's episode. Brian Anderson gives an interview here on Lockdown Brewers just a phenomenal guy, right? This guy, this interview is going to inspire you to go out and do whatever you do on a daily basis. This, this is one of those things, right? I mean, he, he's just a, a relentless doer of life. I mean, the guy is awesome. He's absolutely phenomenal. He's going to tell you his story about how he, you know, kind of raised through the ranks from being a, an untrained broadcaster to one of the most accomplished broadcasters in all of sports, and he will continue to be. It's so cool. Such a great guy. Like I said, he was in my basement on his hands and knees putting this 
studio together. I've got pictures of it on online. So check out my Twitter or my Instagram at Vinny Rotino and you'll see um, just the kind of guy that he is. The fact that he comes to Racine, Wisconsin, sits in my corner of my basement, puts this thing together. But you'll hear more about that on the interview tomorrow. And you'll just hear just, again, the kind of guy that he is. He's unbelievable um, and he's inspiring, really. And he's the best broadcaster in baseball, and the Brewers get him. And you'll hear more about that. So tune in. But getting to his question, his question is, um, what do scouts do this time of year? Seems like my brother plays a lot of golf and eats a lot of chips. So um, obviously, Brian Anderson's brother is Mike Anderson, ex-colleague of mine with the Texas Rangers. And... What do scouts do? I don't think that's what Mike Anderson does. Mike Anderson is one of the best scouts in baseball, one of the best evaluators in baseball. You'll never hear me say that to his face because there's being a scout is is kind of like being a player. You never you kind of just kind of rib each other all the time. But I re- really respected Mike and I really listened to what Mike had to say whenever I was learning how to scout players. I mean, you continue to learn how to scout players. You never really figure it out just like playing. Um, so you're just always trying to get better. Mike was one of those guys that you would listen to. He's been there, done that. He's just a really, really good talent evaluator in the game of baseball, and he's respected as such. So what do scouts do this time of year? Um, they kind of rest up, to be honest, right? So it's a long season. There's three different kinds of scouts, and just kind of give everyone the the knowledge of what the scouting departments are there's typically three scouting departments for every major league team there's the amateur scouting department those are the the scouts that are scouting the you know the college players the high school players there's the international scouting department those are the scouts that are scouting the 14 year old dominican kids the venezuelan kids the panamanian kids the bahamian kids from the bahamas right so those are the guys that are traveling around usually mostly to the Caribbean and Mexico and stuff. So, um, and then there is also the pro scouts and that's what I was. And that's what Mike Anderson was. That's what Brian Anderson's brother was as a pro scout. And these guys are scouting organizations. And so those guys are the ones that are writing reports for players in trades that you see at the trade deadline, right? So what you saw with the Brewers when they acquired uh, John Curtis last trade deadline, um, that was a pro scouts take on John Curtis, um, for the Miami Marlins last year. So there's a million reports on, on that Curtis kid and they, the brewers would have gone to that scouts reports to see what kind of grade there was on him to see if he was a player that's worth, um, acquiring. Now, with that said, there are, um, that's a long season and each pro scout has to scout players during the almost the entire season right there I mean it is the entire season they get to come home you know different you know few days here and there during the course of the year so from the start of spring training pro scouts are out on the road until the season is done and so that's March April May June July August September into October if the team makes it to the playoffs and the pro scouts will then advance Scout. So that's eight months on the road. You're home very sparingly during those times. Um, you try and get home as much as you can. So during the off season, what do scouts do, do is they stay at home with their families. 
right? There's an occasional trip, maybe take down to the Dominican or to Venezuela, not to Venezuela, but to the Dominican where all the complexes are to take a look at all the international players that are within the organizations. Um, and then maybe once in a while, they'll take a look at a workout, uh, you know, keep tabs on players that are local. Um, but that's what pro scouts do during the off season is they spend time with their families because they are on the road the entire time. And it is a grind. So um, if anyone doesn't know my story, that is the reason why I got out of scouting. Um, I was on the road uh, in 2018, right before the trade deadline. I was basically on the road for two months. I come home. My daughter says, hey, thanks for visiting, Daddy. <laughs> and I leave, she's two years old at the time. And she says, thanks for visiting, Danny. I realized, hey, I got I to gotta figure something else out and uh, change careers. So at that point, I got, out of, I got out of scouting. And now I find myself back in the game on the broadcast side of things because of BA helped me out and get me on uh, Bally pre, pre- and post-game show. So that's kind of the story uh, on my end. But that is what scouts do in the offseason. And, uh, yeah, and I hope that's what they're all doing now. Um, is spending time with their families because it is a grind. Good question from Brian Anderson, Brian Anderson himself. So the last question before we end the show here is coming from John Capasso, um, who I actually saw at the Meadowbrook Country Club Christmas party on Saturday morning. So actually didn't get a chance to speak with you, John. Sorry. Um, I know things were kind of hectic at the party, but uh, appreciate you asking the question here and, and next time we'll get a chance to chat at that Christmas party or next time I see you. But, um, um, his question is a good one. What adjustments does Christian Yelich have to make to get back to form? Really good question, John. I've toiled in my mind over and over as to what Christian Yelich has to do to figure this thing out. I've talked to many people. I've tried to you know, understand a little bit more about what he's doing with his swing and what he may need to work on with the swing. And I'm, I've come to the conclusion that I don't know. I don't know what he has to do. I don't know what kind of adjustments he has to make. All I know is that he looked a little bit lost at the plate this year, a lot of bit lost at times, but at times he did look like he was a little bit more locked in. Um, I know that he has struggled hitting ever since he banged up his knee in 2000 at the end of the 2019 season obviously he didn't hit last year in 2020 and he didn't hit he hit at times in 2021 but he wasn't the Christian Yelich that we've come to know and love so at this time I I don't know and I think that you'll hear that from a lot of people is that a lot of people don't know what is going on with Christian Yelich so um <laughs> it's not, I know I'm running a podcast here, and I know you guys are looking for answers, especially on a mailbag Monday. But at this point, my answer is continuing to be I don't know. And um, all I can say is uh, hopefully he gets it back. I mean, the Brewers are going to need him to hit, right, to win the World Series. I mean, I think the Brewers are going to continue to play well. The Brewers are going to continue to be a force in the NL Central as long as they've got that run prevention group. That's what they like to call themselves now. The run prevention group that they have, they have five legit starters, three elite starters, and then two more really, really good ones. Let's not forget Eric Lauer finished in the top 15 in ERA this year. Adrian Hauser was in the top 30 top 35 maybe, and um, these guys were really, really good all year long. So they'll continue to be really good. They'll continue to to have a you know a record that's going to 
perhaps be the best in baseball again with or without Yelich. But when come playoff time, you're going to need an anchor. You're going to need a lineup anchor like Christian Yelich was in 2019 and 2018 as well that you're going to need, right? It just solidifies your lineup. It gives some, some relax, some ability to just kind of breathe as a lineup, right? And it puts a ton of pressure on the opposing pitcher, pitching staffs, right? They always know that that spot in the lineup is looming. It's coming. Where's Yelich in the lineup? Okay, we can't pitch around this guy because Yelich is up in the in on deck, and we don't have any lefties to to face him or whatever. So that is kind of the the mindset, and you do need a, a 2018 2019 version of Yelich to win the World Series. Series, so. Um, I don't know if he'll I don't know what kind of adjustments he has to make. What I have been saying is like, look, this guy has done things that very few people on the planet can do. And that is put up numbers that he did put up in 2018 and 2019. I mean, look, he would get one pitch a game and he would hit it out for a home run. That's what we saw from him. And he would do that consistently. Um, And so the fact that this is a guy that very few people can replicate what he was able to do tells me that he is still, it's still in there. He can still do it. And he's getting into his, he's getting into his athletic prime. He's getting into his physical prime these next few seasons. And so you would think that he would get it back. That's the hope. That's what the Brewers need. So we'll see if he can do that. So that will do it for this episode of lockdown brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers. You can follow me at Vinny Rotino. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and we will talk to you next time. And do not forget to tune in to tomorrow's show, that interview with Brian Anderson. Super cool. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.